Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Jace are here tonight. Time to talk cricket, our favorite thing. Badge, of course, the summer is over. Apart from the Big Bash, our international summer yep. has finished early January. Why aren't we playing one day as right now? Uh, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, well, the Big Bash is all all happening. But we have been having this argument about the SCG. And if anyone two days. can actually actually knows something about cricket, because obviously you don't, Woogie, you, you pretend to. Please. And Come I on. don't. Come on. It's, uh, it's the lion-hearted former fast bowler, Casper. Cas- part of the SEN commentary team, too, with the Big Bash. Caspar, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Thanks, Chase. Thanks very much. Uh, before we get into cricket talk, he's a very brave man, Caspar. I saw him on New Year's Day and he said, I'm off to Noosa tomorrow for a holiday. I thought, oh, that'd that's be brave. nice. Yeah, that's brave. <laughs> and now I text him today and he goes, I'm in hospital with my foot up. He's sustained an injury in Noosa. Now, it's a dangerous place, Badge. It is. It is. What's happened, Casper? Um, oh, look, you played 20 years of first-class cricket and smash your feet up every single day of that life and never have a toe injury. Um, but I've managed to sustain um, a toe injury by kicking a rock on my way to the beach into the uh, after I went for a run, of course. Um, yeah, and <laughs> the nail broke off. The nail broke off and all that and a bit of blood, but with my 16-year-old son, I showed no pain. Um, spent two days in the water, swimming, all that sort of stuff. Great. Just slowly got the limp, got worse. And then come Saturday, I thought I'd better get looked at it because it looked like a, a Cheerio sausage. The uh, middle um, sauce, um, toe in my right foot, it was huge. It was red. It was all that. So, yep, came back to Brisbane and they said, um, got to get an Oscar for that one. Wow. So it's got a little fracture. Yeah, got a little, oh. got a little fracture in there, and I think that's the problem is that because of the infection getting in there and getting into sort of joints oh. and things like not, that. So it's not the normal injury people get at Noosa. I mean, there's there's people walking around no. bumping their lips, their their <laughs> fake lips into doors. There's uh, there's uh, elbow in the injuries cool from yeah the champagne and the yeah, you can would buy a cool cabana. Yeah, cool cool. <laughs> Oh, well, mate, well, we're glad you could join us um, and, yeah. and from your hospital bed. Help us, help us with this debate. It's been tossed up, and you would have played uh, many big games at the SCG. There's calls for them to get rid of the pitch and start using drop-ins like they do at the MCG, they do at Adelaide Oval, because there's nothing. It, it's just giving us nothing um, oh, of late, Casper. What are your thoughts, mate? I think wasn't it some stat about um, the amount of time lost with weather and bad light and everything? I thought like that. So I can look. I, I know the argument, and I've sat on both sides of the fence. In that, as a player, we want the original conditions, the history, and all that. But also, from an administration point of view, you want good cricket. You want it to last a long time. But without sort of really opening the can of worms, um, when they renovate the Gabba, I just wonder whether what the if they, they're going to keep that wicket. Um, and keep rolling it in the middle there during the uh, the javelin at the Olympics, of course, in 2032. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it maybe it's, it's maybe it, it might happen, 
I think AFL want it. The Swans certainly want it down there. That seems to be the theme, but I don't know. I haven't thought about that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I was looking at that third test. I know they lost a couple of days to rain, and, and we would have very, very likely beaten them and, and, and wrapped up the series 3-0. Easily. Easily but we, did you look at that lineup, Casper, and even with, especially without Cam Green, the all-rounder, were we a fast bowler short? Coming from one of the great fast bowlers, were you surprised Scott Boland or another fast bowler wasn't there? No, well, that was kind of what they were going to do, and they always tend to do that, play two fast bowlers and two spinners in Sydney, and it did turn. Um, we saw that with the rough, and, of course, the wee did, wasn't given the chance to, to age as it normally does because it spent a bit of time under the covers and all that. But it certainly did, you know, a few times the ball, certainly that last day, the ball was hitting the roughs and, you know, like bursts of dirt and all that sort of thing. So it was kind of traditional. So I don't, I'm not into bagging any wickets, um, certainly not Gabbers or no SCGs um, this season. But I think um, I think that was kind of the, the right fit. Um, look, the Australian cricket team always used to be until, well, actually it used to be pick your six best batsmen, best three fast bowlers, a spinner, who was pretty handy, um, and a keeper. And that was, that was the formula for the Australian cricket team back years ago that had a lot of success. And it all changed, the whole concept of the all-rounder coming in after our um, 2005 um, Ashes series when uh, Flintoff came in all of a sudden it was like oh shit okay we need it we need an all-rounder we want one of those mm. um, and so then I think Shane Watson was there then yeah. was injured Andrew Simons came in um, even Andrew McDonald who's this current Australian coach he was the next best all-rounder and he came on with bowling little mediums and, and sort of batting low down and they were trying to recreate it but I just think that's that's the thing you pick your best six batters your best four bowlers, if one's a spinner, um, which it will be generally, because um, you've only got 90 overs to bowl. And I know as a fast bowler, you kind of be pissed off because that's your job, is to bowl at least 20 overs per day. Yeah. And then if they can find another 10 from a few other guys. Um, yeah, Travis Head, certainly I think he goes all right. And you just ask Marnus, he goes pretty good too. Oh, yeah. You know you're struggling when Marnus has got that ball uh, late on, on day five to try and get some wickets. What would you make of – we talked about it prior to the test. I was surprised mm. by the inclusion of Ashton Agar and uh, coming off the back of only getting one wicket in Sheffield Shield off – I think he took one for 105 or something in a couple of innings. What did you make of his performance? And do you think he spot – on the India tour, could be in doubt, Casper? Well, I was really surprised they didn't pick Mitchell Swepson. Yeah. Not just because he's a Queenslander, but he'd been part of the team. He toured South Africa, oh, sorry, Pakistan, and really had been sort of, you know, part of the team for a long time. Um, and if there was ever a time to play, you would have thought that's it. To me, it's said that they're really picking Ashtonago to play there because they see him as the second spinner in India. A for his batting because he can bat a bit um, as well. But then maybe they're thinking just instead of a, a leg spinner, um, just orthodox spinners, a bit like Indians. I think Chadasia, um is a phenomenal spin-off in their test game. And just it's about accuracy. It's not about flight and dip and, and all that. It's all about spinning it and letting the, the, the ball vary in bounce and turn. And, um, and it's all about accuracy um, on, on those conditions over in India. Would you, you you said to me you'd take three spinners to India. Is that right? You still you still happy with that? Yeah, well, if they, I think for for options. So if they take um, Lyon, Agar, and Schwepson, I'm more than happy for that because I think even even for a Mitch Schwepson to go over there and just the experience. I know they're not playing tour games 
lot they used to, but just even around the team in the nets, all those conditions sort of get into it. Now, if he gets a game, that's awesome. That'd be fantastic. Um, I'd love to see that. Um, but I always see keep coming back to the the fact that if you're with the the fast bowling bowlers we have, um, I think that's the attack we have to take in. Taking three fast bowlers, you've got Cameron Green, Green as well, which is oh, there's there's you could argue that's four. Mm. Um, maybe that gives you the option just to pick you know, pick your two spinners, which this is what they'll end up doing. Cameron Green being one of your, your three seamers. Yeah, yeah. So is, is is there an opportunity for anyone to you know? Do you think they've kind of got their minds made up on who's going to go to India, or is there is there an opportunity what in the next month through through the Big Bash, or is it just so far removed from what they play over in India uh, for you know for another player to force his way in? It's yeah, it's so far removed. Um, there's there's nothing, and that's going to be the, the challenge for Mitchell Swepson. Is that you know in the remaining heat matches to actually. Do something um, other than just sort of give them confidence that he's landing them and going well, um, and his control's really good. That that's the only opportunity. But it doesn't matter how many wickets or runs you're, you're scoring right now, and certainly in that competition because it just doesn't correlate into Test cricket. Um, so they they've got their squad teams. Um, yeah, that that well, maybe all that would have been picked and pretty much sorted before the season. They're that well planned these mm. days. But obviously, you adapt and and you know considering. Different players, and even like Matthew Renshaw coming in that last Test match, to me it suggests that they they can see him as a long-term opening batsman. Coming in at number six, they see him as a the long-term opening batsman when uh, David Warner decides to hang him up. Mm. I, I remember, you know, you had a famously had a um, an incredible series over in India many years ago. What what, what are the conditions like over there, Casper? I know you bowled yourself to a standstill and you know almost carried the Aussie team. But why is it so difficult? And are the conditions still as bad as they were back then? I mean, maybe the one thing that could have improved is the, you know, the food and the uh, the accommodation, etc. The oh, and accommodation is some of the best hotels you'll ever stay anywhere in the world. Right. Um, and even these days, um, the guy, the way that you know, the guys have all travelled to India before, whether it be in IPL, Australian tours, Australian A as well. So there's nothing. Um, new about it over there. It's just a, it's it's just the most challenging place to play because it's so different, given the heat. Um, the pitches is oh, look. I know as a fast bowler, we generally like to see a blade of grass on on a wicket. Um, yeah, in India, there's, there's, not much. There's, that'll that'll do us. Um, there's not much grass uh, on the wickets. But then, having said that, it's also you're playing in this whole thing. You, you, the Australian team when it's gone there in the past. Um, it's it's actually hard for spinners to bowl there because you're playing against the best players of spin in the world um, on their conditions, mm. and you can attempt it to sort of it drags you into a, you feel because it's a spinning wicket you got to you try a bit too hard, um, and that kind of like I said it comes back to just you know being accurate of getting in the right areas, um, getting your pace right, and you just get that natural variation from one skidding through or bouncing a bit more or one turning one not so. That's what India does so well, their spinners. Uh, so I think, I think for the fast bowlers, it's actually with the ball as it, get old, as it gets old, it does actually reverse swing. Um, and with the with the right setting, the right fields, and also the you know the the tactics, you can put some real pressure on on the batsman over there. Mm. But it's yeah, it's a challenge. 
mate, before we talk about hospital food and how that's going, <laughs> yeah. uh, special yeah. cricket match you're involved with at AB Field on Friday the 20th. I love this. It's Maybe. a 2020 – well, we'll find out, won't we? 2020 cricket game mm-hmm. being played while supporting Australian special operations and veterans. Two teams. One team is the SAS veterans and the second is the commando veterans. And, mates, along with a host of others, including Wayne Bennett and Carl Rackerman and Greg Ritchie, you're a celebrity yep. umpire. Yep. Well, that might be all I'm good for with this. <laughs> so, there we go. <laughs> no, I've, I've done a bit of work and supported 42 for 42 and, and what those guys have, have created um, out there at, at Lang Park and the Memorial. And Yeah, look, it's just, um, you know, in, in, inspiring, um, obviously, what what um, our armed forces have always done. I think that's one thing for us, and certainly from a sporting background. You know, you, I've always read deeply in order about your teamwork, about all those lessons and the way that they sort of, you know, con- connect and, you know, am- amongst, you know, blokes. And, and what they have is, is that connection is something so special. So come on out. Alan Borderfield will be an awesome day. Um, always going to be good fun, but um, obviously supporting such a great cause and some great people. I've read as well there'll be several Broncos players there too. So, if you bump into Selwyn Cobo, Casper, <laughs> what what advice would you what advice would you have for him? Zip it. <laughs> that's all you need. Stay to away say. from podcasts. Oh, that's that's the that's the umpire, of course. If you're not happy with your decision. So. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the food. How's it How's it looking, mate? Are they dishing you up some good stuff. I tick some I tick tick some boxes on a, a sheet of paper came around this morning. I ticked some boxes, but what I got for lunch wasn't what I ticked. So I'm, I'm not going to complain. Mm. I'm not complaining. Um, but I understand it's, you know, it's look, I'm, it's very well looked after here. You know you um, can tick Andrew, all the boxes too, mate. You know you can tick every box. Yeah. Don't hold back. There's a cap- and there's a cafe downstairs. Do they do Uber Eats? I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's a really good thing. Well, listen, let's hope the toe gets better and you're back on your feet soon. Um, yes, mate. And, uh, yeah, look, no doubt we'll talk to you when, when the Aussies are over in India as well, mate. Michael Kasperwich, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.